So as we will be looking at Christian living this day, we want us to turn to our Bibles. And uh, we'll be looking at Titus chapter 2. Allow me to read the entire bit. Yes, that's where we'll be looking at today. But with a focus on verses 11 to verses 14. <clears throat> but as for you, teach what are called with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young, the young women to love their husbands and children. To be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be rebelled. Likewise, urge the young men to be self-controlled, show yourself in all respects, to be a model of good works, and in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned. So that an opponent may not may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Both servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to, sorry, they are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present.
and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. We have prayer. Think about Christ Jesus telling the disciples, won't you watch with me an extra hour that you will not fall into temptation? What a great privilege you have that you are here, you have the time to even be found for morning devotions. RPE is just behind there, RPE on that side, and the, behind the, the, the place behind the engineering workshops. You can only realize how precious that time is when you come outside here and you realize that you do not have such an opportunity or you do not have such a place to pray for. Seek the Lord. Call on the Lord from those places. Call on the Lord to show you his mercy, to show you his grace in those places. Another part that means an instrument that God greatly uses is actually service. It's mentioned even in Titus. One of the things that Paul was telling Titus is, hey, tell the believers there to devote themselves to good works. That's Titus chapter 3 verse 8. The saying is trustworthy. And I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. You see, devoting yourself to service. Don't be a... I wanted to use the term, but let me not use that. But be at the forefront. Be at the forefront in being found in the service of the Lord. And one of the illustrations that I can give is this. You know, as you prepare to leave that could be a small group Bible study. Um, as you prepare um, to even give an encouragement to the people you lead, as you prepare um, to even come and arrange the chairs here, you meet for prayers before them. And by then, by that you are encouraged. By that you are strengthened. Interestingly, at times you could be thinking that our service to God by serving, we are doing God much. But it's actually the other way around. That by serving, the Lord works in us greatly. Think of it um, when you are given a chance to share God's word. What do you do? You go take time to prepare. And inside there, as you call on the Lord in your closet, the Lord works in you as you prepare to serve the Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to be known as one who serves. Let the others scorn you. For Christ Jesus told us that we will be scorned. But do not be afraid to serve the Lord. It's never in vain. The Lord works in us. We will be surprised to see how much advances we make as we give ourselves to service. And this will go on and on. The list is endless on the disciplines 
the means that God has graciously given to us. Think about fellowship. Be it this congregational gathering or the small groups, all there is where we meet with the Lord's people. There is where we, like a fire, embers of firewood as they come together, the fire glows and warms. Treasure your brothers and sisters. It is not easy. It wasn't easy for the people in the times of Titus. But again, when we come together, this is such an encouragement. There is nothing that is as encouraging to me, even at the workplace, as to know that there is another believer there whom you can talk to and tell them to pray with you. There is nothing as encouraging to know that there is a brother at church whom I can call in trial to tell him to pray with me. Imagine if in the face of trial we took up and called our dear brothers and sisters. Oh, what a victory we will find of our sin and being made like Christ. Yet again, we have been on and on in this and you be here rather than the grace of God all you know is still life in darkness, in deadliness of sin. Rather than knowing of God as your Savior, you know that He is your enemy. Rather than asking how even the first place am I to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and live self-controlled upright and godly lives, you know that this is even not anywhere close to you. The life of ungodliness is what you are in. What passions reign so naturally in you. And you be here feeling and seeing your great state of hopelessness and seeing your great state of even asking, can I can I know such a gift? Oh dear brother, oh dear brother and sister, dear sister, the great message of the gospel is that Christ did not come to earth to seek righteousness and holiness in him, but he came to earth to bring righteousness and holiness with him. Dear brother and sister, countless are the examples that we see in scripture. Think upon the example that Christ gave of the prodigal son. Was the prodigal son deserving of being celebrated by the father? No! In any case, he needed to be, he could say that he even did deserve, he needed to be three or thrown away. He didn't deserve, he was given, and he squandered away. But when the father saw him, he threw his arms around him. The man who gave this parable is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And he is able to save you. Look to him. Look to him, dear brother. 
Look to him, dear sister. He is able to save you. He is perfectly able. He will in no way send away those who come to him, pleading him with him for us. So we will turn to him, so that we will also be a partaker of this grace of God. Plead with him, that you will be with him when he comes again in glory. That you also will be among with those who will sing with the hymn writer, hymn writer that when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, I shall be there. Let us stand to the Lord in prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you the preaching of your word which it brings light to us. So Lord, would you help us? Would you help those who know you to press on knowing that it's only a little moment we shall see you in Christian living. Lord, knowing that we are in a difficult time, sin is everywhere in us outside of us, in everywhere we see. But we thank you for your grace that transcends the work of the enemy. Yet again, we also pray for those who do not know you. So Lord, would you show them your mercy as they plead unto you. Would they come to know your grace? Please show them your mercy that, Lord, they would be one. Oh Lord, saying that they have been saying that they have been purified, saying that they have a great high priest, and saying that they would want to be with you, that you shall come for us in glory. These things we pray in Christ Jesus. Amen.